following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ, 101.3 The Champ on the FM side. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. here. I know this is working because people are looking at it. I know. They went, what's that? Because this is a Wednesday crowd. We're normally here on Tuesdays, and and people are like, wait a minute. The Wednesday regulars are like, what's going on? What's going on is I I had a family commitment last night. I appreciate everybody letting us bump to Wednesday because, unfortunately, this is our last show of the year. We were hoping for at least another week. Right, but this is going to be it for the uh, for the year. And when we say the year, we mean uh, the the fall and, and winter sports season. Of course, we take our summers off here in the Hawkeye Huddle for the last eighteen <laughs> years. The last eighteen years, year number nineteen will come along very soon in August. Lord willing, knock on whatever we've got, right? right? And we'll figure out a way to get back uh, here and, and start talking uh, Iowa football at that time. We're going to talk football today because spring football is right upon us, and. Hope springs eternal. I did joke uh, the other day that uh, on Thursday that we were going to do an entire hour today of sad love songs. I don't even. And, uh, I don't even know. Like, what is the saddest song you've ever heard? Um, Christmas shoes. <laughs> no, that's an uplifting song. No, I it's not. Well, buying the kid shoes. saves the money to buy his dying mother Christmas shoes. But but he gets them. Oh, nice that's a horrible that's a horrible song. song. Oh, now I'm just running through my, you know, yeah, I, no. I, I get sad songs. The Edmund John, Fitzgerald? I don't, I don't know. You know, it's the, 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 I don't know, the Ballad of Davy Crockett. I don't know. You know, they, they all went down in the Alamo. I don't know. All I know is Every, that. Everyone except for Siesta. She was the uh, he, unspoken Aunt Esta, hero. Aunt Esta? Aunt Esta. Yeah. Everyone went to, went to Siesta about I mean, 2 o'clock. That's right. She was the unspoken hero. So let's run through a number of things that happened last week that none of none of which were savory, <laughs> the unsavory and the savory. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeye men's basketball team with their sixty-seven sixty-three loss to Richmond in the NCAA tournament, they bow out at twenty-six and ten on the year. Um, Iowa played easily the the worst basketball game they had played since at least Wisconsin, if not Iowa State. I was going to say since uh, Rutgers. Uh, Oh, I could say you played better at Rutgers in some ways, right? That maybe Rutgers. It was certainly the lowest point total that, that they had had since the Rutgers game on January uh, 18th. Um, they lose 67-63, shooting 36% from the field and 20% from the three-point line. And that's just not going to get it done. Richmond didn't even really even play that well, but Richmond did a couple things that Iowa didn't do, which is they got a couple of backdoor layups, which was nuts, particularly on the inbounds plays. I could not figure out how Iowa was giving those up. Iowa did out-rebound them, so the, for the first time all year, Iowa won the rebounding uh, war and lost a game. But beyond that, Iowa just could not make shots, and no. that was the end of the game. Brett, the, the problem wasn't just that they couldn't make shots. The problem was is that they sat there and let Richmond dictate the pace of the entire basketball game and gave up offensive rebounds and second-chance points, even though we may have won the, the total, total rebounds, yeah. uh, important rebounds. Believe me, they went to Richmond's particularly early in the game. Fran screwed up. He did the same thing at Rutgers where he allowed Rutgers to completely dictate the pace. Um, the game was officiated in a physical manner, and Iowa didn't even adjust to that. And, you know, 
I mean, the fact of the matter is that game should have been in the high 140s, and it ends up at 130. And and the pace of the game, you should have had five more different offensive possessions, and you're going to get more open looks because you're pushing the pace, and you're going to make Richmond play your game as opposed to playing theirs. So you make a great point because what was happening, the way Iowa won the boards is if you saw Richmond took a shot and they were dropping four guys back immediately, right? So Iowa was getting every defensive rebounding. For the, but, it, right, well, you would think. Right, most of, well, they got most of them. You're right, there was some offensive rebounds, but they got many of them. Richmond's dropping a bunch of guys back. You're not getting there. And then Iowa's missing their three-point shots. They went one for 13 in the first half. And when that happens. Well, and once Keegan hurt himself, so he basically so you took himself. He got hurt. Now I never really saw anybody say anything about that. But well, you're right, he, he stopped trying for a while, he, right? It, no, he didn't stop trying. He 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 went from being an aggressive part of the offense to a facilitator and a distributor of the basketball, thinking, "Well, I don't need to score. They're doubling and tripling me. I'll just find other people." In at the beginning, okay, that made some sense. After he rolled his ankle. They weren't doubling and tripling him, yet he was continuing to stand there and trying to distribute the basketball. And I don't know, you know, Keegan had an incredible year, and I, I am not going to sit here and criticize the Naismith way that... finalist. We got both yeah. him and Caitlin Clark will be Naismith finalists here this week. So I'm, I'm certainly not going to criticize the way that he played in that game or any other game. And he did the, have 21. He, he found a way to score at the end, but, the, but that was he, what... He but gave he, up 20 minutes of basketball being a facilitator. You're right. He finally decided to go post up. Well, guess what? Look what happens when you post up. You get an and one. You get a turnaround. Suddenly your your team goes from nine down. Suddenly you're within four. But guess what, dude? You let a lot of time go by. And Fran, I will give you this. I'm not even going to get I'm getting on board with this. I thought Fran did a terrible job that day of, of pushing that with him. A, we got to push the basketball. B, Keegan. Go down low. Everybody else get out of the way and let him go to work. Or if you're going to play the slowdown game, then take Jordan out of the game. It's not like he was adding anything offensively. Right, right. And, and have uh, Joe or Aaron guard the, the super quick point guard that beat Jordan on the back door, I don't know, three or four times. Um, you know, and put in the, the shock troops. Tony Perkins, who had been playing fantastic. Had a bad game. Did not play very well. What was the deal with? So I here's the other thing. So you and I weren't watching together. We uh, this time and and I, I not only did I did, did I see that he had a bad game, he wasn't the aggressor. So I'm I'm thinking in in Indianapolis the week before that, I'm sitting up in the stands. The first time he gets the ball, he's guarded at the three point line and he goes ahead and puts one up over the top of the guy, knocks it down. Right. The other day, at least four times he got the ball at the very top of the of the of the key. Uh, outside the three-point line, unguarded, like a guy standing like six feet back from him, and he passed the ball. Or, where, or drove directly into the middle of the lane where five guys were standing. Wh- where, where, where was the three-point shot? Dude, you've been hitting it. What, what, I, what happened there was a complete collapse well, in a lot of different ways. And I, I feel like sometimes the, the rarefied air, because you and I then did watch basketball the rest of the night, right? It was funny. Uh, we, we ended up watching some really good games together, Creighton, of right. course, and, and uh, St. Peter's, and we both said, 
there's no way St. Peter's wins this game when it goes into overtime because they're going to pucker up, you know, the rarefied air of, of, of being in that situation. And they didn't. They absolutely I thought Iowa did. did not. I thought Iowa did. The only guy I thought who rose to the occasion the other day was Patrick McCaffrey, which speaks good things. He did some nice things uh, and got Iowa up five there early in the second half, and I thought we were going to go ahead and run away with it. I and thought it just we were, sto- too. It just stopped at that point in time. And, and honestly, Patrick's first three minutes of the game I thought were horrible, and all of a sudden then he started to to evolve, I, I, if you will, in, into being yes. the go-to guy yes. in, in that game. And, you know, Connor was unable to make anything happen on offense, and he had been doing it. Perkins had been doing things on offense, and he couldn't do it. And Jordan couldn't get open because he's not fast enough to get past that super quick guard that Richmond had. Look, who, this, by the way, went out and lost by 30 yeah, against Providence. That's, that's, why, that's why this was fluky in a lot of ways. Bottom line is this. And I'm tired. Of, I'm, by the way, my friend Andy Gherkin, I love you. I love you, but you're wrong. This is not a failure. I don't care. This is not a failure. Not getting to the Sweet 16, I prefer, I enjoy a Big Ten championship over possibly, I'd love to get to the Sweet 16, but I really enjoyed winning the Big Ten championship. Well, I really enjoyed getting four games in four days in the national television audience, seeing that and having that celebration for those players. Because guess what? Getting to the Sweet 16 is really cool. Guess what? You lose the next week probably or the week after that. You're going well, if to you lose, lose the week after that, you're in the Final Four. Well, my point being, one team goes home happy, right? At least with the Big Ten championship. Well, let me tell you this: if St. Peter's gets beat on Thursday, they're still going oh, home happy. Going happy. Um, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of this argument right now, and I've been watching too many people have it about how this is a failure of a season. Well, it's 26 not. 26 wins, it, people. This is the second most wins in the history of Iowa basketball from a team that I really thought was going to struggle to get to 15. Right. No. Right? And I, I completely agree with you on that in that regard. Uh, the there are two things that lead you to the quote unquote failure zone. One, obviously, you lose to a Richmond team that then goes and loses by twenty seven against Providence. So you were looking at the draw, right? And you're playing it out in your head, going, "Well, we should be able to win these two games, move on to the Sweet Sixteen in Chicago." Send a huge contingent over and give Kansas everything they want. And, and it seemed like it was going to be super fun, and there it was. Yes, and, it was right in front of you. So, yes. you had, so you had the disappointment of that, and then you have to look at yourself 200 miles to your east or whatever it is, 130 miles to the, to the uh. west, and, and watch Iowa State, who has won two games and maybe has scored 100 points combined. Iowa State, who... The last month of the season was an absolute. I'm, I'm sorry, they were a brutal basketball team. They scored 36 points at home on senior night against Oklahoma State, who didn't make a single tournament. They were an awful basketball team for the month of, of February. Brutal. They didn't deserve. They lost. They lost to in the Big Twelve tournament to by, thir- by 36 points. They were brutal. And but they, they are in and, the Sweet. 16. And they're in the Sweet 16, and that causes angst. Now, listen. Amongst I, I, the Iowa I, fan base. Ni- what, what was nice was when they were, there was no question as who I was rooting for the other day. I was rooting for them because <laughs> I hate Wisconsin and Brad Davison, right? But on top of that, we, we, we do root. We have, we have our friends, and we do root for Iowa State just to, for the kicks and giggles of it. But they were a really bad basketball team for a month, and then they've, they've gotten a little hot here. So good for them. 
But now, yeah, you have to sit and watch that, and you're going to have to listen to that, which Iowa State fans hungering for scoreboard after seven straight football losses. I've lost track of oh, how many whatever. times. Oh, so um, anyway, uh, it's it you have to tough. give them credit. My God, they won two basketball games last year. I, absolutely, and brought in this whole group. And now what will be interesting to see is what they do because they're going to lose a, a number of players off of that team because they were one and done type players, you know, from from other teams. Let's talk a little bit about Iowa next year. So we're assuming Keegan Murray goes. Now I, I'm I want I want everybody to stop with this business of. Oh, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got stop pushing him out the door, okay? Dude, Listen, this is should, the, this is the same thing as Tyler Linderbaum. I, I know we're not going to argue with it, but stop pushing him out the door. If the dude happens to want to stay, let him stay I, for heaven's sake. I, I think there's an interesting component to the Keegan Murray situation that none of us understand unless you're a twin. It's tri- exactly. It, you have a Keegan and Chris who have basically been to be, been together. Their entire life. Forever. Yep. And eventually one's going to have to go one way and the other's going to have to go another. But the question begs itself. Does he want to leave his brother in Iowa City? Or is Chris going to make the jump as well and, and test the NBA water? Well, he's going to test it. I, they know that we're already – sounds like for sure he's going to go in and, and do the, the – Joe Wieskamp you know, tested after right. his freshman right. year. But is is Chris going to remain in the draft? Uh, probably not. Probably going to stay in Iowa City and try to be a centerpiece next year. I would think. Or, but would Keegan stay for another year to stay with his brother? I don't know. He did Hang make on. some, uh, uh, I don't know the adjective, interesting comments. About, after, next, about next year. About yes. after the game yep. that we got to work harder and we have to do these sorts of things as opposed to these dudes that are going to remain have to work harder. Right. <laughs> because, right. you know. Con- in you know, who knows Connor could could come back. I I hope he doesn't. I hope I hope that Connor just says, you know what, I'll be a graduate assistant or something like that on the bench. I, I would say this about Connor McCaffrey. He's if he le- if he's done, which it, he's graduated, he's leaving on a high note yes. versus where he was. Right? Yes. We were we were making fun of him, almost not really wanting him to ever play to what a valuable member of the team he was in a lot of different ways. They will miss him down low, uh, unbelievably, as a 6'6 guy trying to guard 7 feet people. Well, you but, know, here's my question. Here's I mean, my question. Are, are guys like a Gundele and right? No. Mulvey and... That's what scares me. And obviously, you know, the kid from North Dakota is gone. Uh, Philip. No, Philip's back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, he, we got he, one more year of him. Yeah. We do? Yes. Oh, I figured he was done. No. Flips back. So you're going to have him. You're going to have a Gundelay, and you're going to have Mulvey. Iowa is going to have to go get another big. Fran is out of his absolute mind if he tries to count on Josh Gundelay, who can barely get five minutes of basketball in before he loses before he loses his lunch. He's and Riley Mulvey, who is so slow. He's got an asthma you know. problem. Yes. <laughs> Those guys are projects, and that's fine. They can give you some good misses. I loved what, what Gundelay gave us in the Big Ten tournament. That was great. These are not guys you're going to count on. They're going to have to do something else. So hopefully they're going to get out there and do something else. We'll see what happens Did with that. Noah Carter put his name in. I saw that. Uh, from from uh, Northern uh, Iowa. Uh, wasn't he more of a small forward, though? Yeah, I think he played the post for you and I. Did he? I didn't watch I mean, he's, I, he scored 15 a game. Uh, he's hey, like 6'7", 6'8", though. That, well, there you, that's I, not what Fran – Fran doesn't hate that. 
Right. There was some comment I was just reading from uh, the Dickinson kid from Michigan about um, describing their matchup this week with Villanova. And he goes, well, it's, it's a lot like a, a more disciplined Iowa. He goes, and I don't mean more disciplined in, in like they, they uh, anything more than Iowa is just this free-flowing system where you kind of, they, they have moves and they make it up as they go along, so it's really hard to guard, right? And so this is why, Fran, this is one of the reasons this team actually did well is not having a post player allowed them to play what Fran really wanted to, which is... Yeah, right up until they got into the tournament, he decided to quit playing it. uh, Unfortunately, when you do need to post somebody up, then it gets a little bit crazy, right? Well, it'll be interesting to see. We're going to have Philip back. We'll see who else joins him. All right, we'll come back. Uh, We'll talk to Tom Kakert on the other side here from HawkeyeReport.com. We've got wrestling. We've got women's basketball. Too bad football even to talk about in baseball when we come back on the Hawkeye Well 1700 the champ 101.3 the champ we're here at G Migs Brett Ridge Dave Creighton Jr. what is the Wednesday special pasta pasta I think it's spaghetti meatballs tonight oh very nice if I'm not mistaken you have uh, 45 more minutes to come on down and join us for the uh, Hawkeye huddle for the rest of the year Otherwise, you'll be waiting till August. I mean, we we're here a lot anyway, but uh, you know, well, I so, certainly yeah, am. It is certainly, <laughs> uh, you could run into us at any point in time. But uh, yeah, I don't wear the "Hello, my name is" tag. <laughs> Although you sit in this corner a lot. Well, it's often open. It is. This, this is kind of our spot, you know, back here at the Capitol. Well, I was State. here on Monday, and I sat at the uh, diagonal spot along. Oh, the, did you along the rail? The handrail nice, there. Nice, nice. All right. Well, let's get to it. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, is on the line with us. And uh, uh, as uh, we close year number 18, we want to thank Tom, as we always do, for making about 95% of these shows, uh, maybe 98. I think he makes more than I do. Uh, That could possibly be. I think he's got more airtime than you have. (laughs) Hey, how are we doing, Tom? That might be true. That might be one crazy. It's only, it's only uh, recent bias, Tom. It's just the last two weeks. In last week, I could hear you. I just couldn't comment. I can't hear him at all right now. you got to turn that up. Or this one up. Isn't that, that's the best way, isn't it? You can just hear, and you can hear me, but not you don't get to talk to me. That's right. Which was interesting during the uh, uh, that's, Teams that's meeting. That's why I like to tell my wife, you. too. Yes. I like to tell my wife, too. I'm sure she likes that. You know, um, so... I. We're running through the basketball stuff. I guess as far as questions um, for you out of that, before we move into I, there was actual news day because football spring practice is starting and there's things to talk about there. But um, when you look at Iowa's men's team next year, uh, you look at Iowa's uh, women's teams next year, the entire team's back. I mean, all yeah. the top six. So we don't have to worry about who's going to be playing for them. They're going to be a top ten team. There you go. The wrestlers are going to be have a fairly big changeover, but we've seen a bunch of guys who are going to wrestle for Iowa, and we kind of know what they're getting there. The men's basketball team, though, is going to have some holes, obviously, with Keegan Murray, you know. Presumably pre- going. Presumably going. There's no chance he's staying, right, Tom? I mean, there's just there's just no chance, there's, really? There's, there's no chance. There's okay. no chance. So is, is, there, is there a chance that Chris goes? There is. Um, Chris is going to test the process, the draft process um as he should you know it's it's like uh well joe we an internship you know we was a freshman it's just to me it is just like when 
all of us were in college and maybe we did an internship, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Same thing. You're getting experience in your um, in feedback and networking with people. Plus, his twin brother is going to be, you know, in high demand, and um, they can go work out together in Chicago. And um, people will see and, him. And, yeah, 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 and they'll get to. Yeah, yeah. he's going to yeah. get plenty of opportunities. It is it is a great opportunity for him. And um, you know, right now he's getting kind of put in the. Um, second round thing i think the only thing that would um move him to not come back next year would be if somebody said hey chris we're gonna draft you late in the first round then you gotta go then you gotta go but i think i think right now the plan is for him to come back do one more year and and hopefully elevate himself to first round status now let's go over this for so the recruits Iowa has coming in Asante <coughs> Bowen from out east he's he's yep. he's a uh, uh, and, and I I really like what I see but Tom I'm I've been fooled on video before right uh, but yeah. he's he's more yep. of a, a more of a, a Dev Marble driving type guard who can distribute make some shots on the run I think and then you got Josh Dix out of uh, Council Bluffs who. He didn't been, play. He didn't play all year, right? Well, uh, he played, but he got hurt really bad. Yeah. So we'll see how he comes back from that. But he's he's your scorer, you know. He's 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 your shooter. Iowa then, Tom needs. They're they're obviously going to need some somebody through the portal, right? I mean, Fran's going to have to go somewhere and say, we're going to give somebody some a significant chance to contribute, right? Um, the question you would have to ask is is what position could you pitch a kid that there's somebody to say, hey, we got starting minutes for you? How about at the four? Ahead of Chris I, Murray? Well, I figured Chris Murray was at uh, three. No, you're right. Chris will start at the four, but wouldn't you Wouldn't you say, you're right. Patrick's you pitch a, a three. Patrick is three. I, don't you, so, do you, so does he go and say, Look, you're better than Philip Racha, but he's been Philip's been in our, uh, in our program for a year, so he's the starter. Well, you're I mean, going to play 27 minutes a game, whether you start or not. I, I mean, I it seems to me a, a five or a secondary four is the guy you go after. The question is: is the pitch? Does the pitch have to be you're going to be a starter or not? Is that what it has to be? Is that the only way to get a guy to come to Iowa? Is to say you're going you're coming to start? That's what, why, why do guys go in the transfer portal? So they can go play. Yeah. Because they can sit on the bench wherever they are currently and yeah. uh, <laughs> and do that. So let me ask you this. So I was really surprised Noah Carter put his name in the portal today up at UNI. Is is he a post presence? I mean, I he think he had, played the five. He had put his name in briefly last year, too. Interesting. So, um. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting. That's why I retweeted it, just because I thought it was interesting. I don't know that that means anything for Iowa. I think I'm certain that Noah would be interested in Iowa. I just don't know if Iowa is interested in Noah. He's kind of an undersized post player, but he can stretch the floor. Played really well, I thought. Um, You know, I watched you and I play about two or three times late in the year, and... um, I thought he played really well. So yeah, I probably um, watched him play eight times during the year. And, Northern Iowa and, well, and Noah Carter he can shoot three and 
Well, he, he can yeah. do some things. Well, maybe it's not a true post. I mean, certainly, although if you watched Jack Nungy last night, you really would have wished he was on your team again. But maybe it's <laughs> yeah. not a true post. Maybe it's not a true post, right? Maybe it is another Ribracha. Maybe it's another guy who's who's a, a little bit smaller, but allows Iowa to continue to play the sort of the free flowing non-post-up game. I mean, they post guys up here and there, but the free-flowing non-post-up game they played this year that really seemed to work for players like Tony Perkins, really seemed to work for players like Chris Murray and seemed to work for players like Peyton Sanford and where, where they, where, you know, a lot of movement gets you open shots and maybe that's what they're they're going to need to do. I just can't help but believe that they... I want Josh Agundale to be a, a player. I really do, Tom, but, but I watched him in the Big Ten tournament... And I think he's got some some moves, but boy, I also think he he had a he was sucking wind coming off the court. <laughs> I mean, there's a long ways to one, go. One time, I was one sitting courtside, court. guys. He was, yep. he was sucking wind one time down the court. He's sucking yep. wind. Yeah, yeah. Does and, he have the asthma? Okay, Ridge has got the asthma. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. You should be able to play. All right. Well, I, it'll be interesting to see. I just can't imagine they're going to pass that up. I don't want to get through uh, anywhere. Th- near through this uh, segment without talking spring football because uh, yeah, um, actually the, Kirk had a press conference this afternoon. I didn't even get to read most of your transcript because it was so late. Uh, of course, I was work, every once in a while I worked too, so that's that was part of it. But I, there were some interesting things here, okay? So let's go over this. A couple of guys decided to, to hang it up, Tom. Tell us uh, real quick on that. Yeah, Cody Entz, Elijah Yelverton, uh, Cody Entz, offensive lineman. Elijah Yelverton, who was a you know, pretty highly regarded uh, tight end prospect who never blossomed. I think he had some injury issues, and both are just done. Uh, Cody's going to graduate. <laughs> yeah, Cody's going to graduate uh, in May and just move on. Um, he's battled a lot of injuries, and I think Elijah is the same deal, and he, he didn't even put his name in the portal, so that kind of tells me he's kind of done, too, and he's going to you know, transfer to another school um, back in Texas, and I think finish up his degree down there, and and who was move on with his year? life. Tom, who was a kid last year from? I think he was from Bettendorf. Who Mark Kallenberger? Kallenberg. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Would have played a lot last year, but right? Yeah. Um, so uh, Bo Stevens, uh, David Davidikop, they end up uh, as number twos in the in the depth chart. Uh, um, right now, center looks like Ellsbury. We'll see how that goes. Ms. Linsky was nowhere to be found. I guess Kirk said that he got hurt in Florida, right? So that's a yep. little disappointing. But maybe he'll be back. And Logan Jones comes over officially from the defensive line as a third possibility at center. What do you get the feeling out of that? Is that a – Is that a? Uh, he's starting third string, but maybe he's going to move up fairly quickly? Um, maybe. I don't think you make that move unless you think that he's going to be able to help you uh, fairly soon. Now it's the transition, but you know he played some offense fine in high school. He was a good player. Um, you know he might. And, uh, it's not the Tyler Linderbaum story, but you know right. he could end up being like Tyler Linderbaum. Um, Tom, just, do you do you yeah. think they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice? Maybe, maybe. Um, I, I just remember, you know, and I think I, I may have shared this with you guys back and back at, during that time, but I remember when Linderbaum committed and one of his coaches at Solon told me that, like, 
Yeah, he he could be a really good defensive tackle, but he could be an all-American center. And it proved to be perfectly correct. So right, right, right down the line. Um, I just, I, I, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with Logan Jones, but just you know, um, be curious to see how he does, and you know if he could kick out to guard even, and um, you sure. know, give them some depth at, at the guard positions too, or give them some flexibility. I asked Kirk today about Connor Colby if he could kick outside and play some tackle because that was kind of his natural position and he said they're going to tinker around a little bit this spring so we'll see what happens i um i, I wouldn't i i take the uh depth chart with the offensive line with a huge grain of salt right now well you, you know what I, as much as people want to talk about the quarterback uh, to me where when when Iowa found itself at various times last year, particularly in the bowl game, it was when the offensive line was looking good, right? And it was young, and it yeah. was right. So, th- to me, this is the interesting spot, right? What what do they tinker with? Sure. Does Bo Stevens figure out a way to earn time? Davidikoff is a kid we heard that was just you know really doing well in practice, but by the time he was doing that well, they solidified themselves. He's a, he's a Freshman, right? Yeah, or he was a freshman. High, last year. Highly right. regra- yes. regarded guys, right? So there's there's guys there that could fill in, and it'll be interesting to see how they play in with this group. I wouldn't say that just because guys started last year, and obviously you know Richmond and those guys uh, are back, but there's there's some guys I think they're going to breathe be breathing down their neck uh, who have some talent, which is exciting. I mean, I think you need that healthy competition, and Kirk's not going to shy. They're going to tinker a lot. It'll be interesting to see what the practices look like when they come and we get to watch some of that, Tom. Um, because there's there's a stable of guys there. They've had some good offensive line recruiting classes. Sure, sure. Yeah, they've had a couple of good classes in a row. So there's there's talent. There's plenty of talent. But plenty, it's just yeah. going to be, they've got to, um, you know, this will be a big year because those guys, one other thing you have to remember is that the guys who were on the team last year also had to um, kind of adjust to a new coach, new position yep. coach, and uh, George Barnett, and and a different coaching style too because um, Tim Polisek was was loud, um, right? You know he, he was he was aggressive, and uh, George Barnett's more of a cerebral thinker kind of coach. So, um, what, what was Reese Morgan? Um, more cerebral, um, with an occasional uh, outburst or <laughs> of uh, profane profanity every once in a while, but not so, very often. So, if Reese lost it, you knew you had really messed up. You knew it. Yeah, Reese is one of the true gentlemen. He's a true gentleman, but. He he could get pissed sometimes too, you know. <laughs> little just a little uh, uh, interested there on the other side of the ball, Tom. Uh, Cooper DeGene ends up <coughs> being listed as a second string um, D back behind Jamari Harris. I thought maybe yep. he'd be a center, and uh, Quinn Schulte gets the uh, free safety nod with Jackson Pexroth. Is that right? Uh, who is a Rex walk-on, Roth. Uh, Rex Roth, uh, Rex Roth, preferred walk-on yeah. from uh, from Cedar Rapids Xavier uh, as the second stringer there. But then Kirk did 
clarify later, they're not sure what they're doing with Cooper, right? They're, they're just not sure. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts in that secondary. Well, and a lot of good got, players. Yeah, and, and you've got some options. Here's the thing, I think, with Coop. I think they got to figure out a way just to get Coop on the field. Right. Because yeah. Kirk, well he, well, he didn't compare him to Bob Sanders. He made a Bob Sanders comparison today. All right. And that always catches my catches my ear when he mentions, well, Bob Sanders did this, and then Cooper did this. And I'm like, okay, he's talking about Bob Sanders. Uh, Cooper yeah, to right, right. All right. Let's, let's, let's go. Well, let's go. Chased, okay. You got to down. He just, the, yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things where, where Coop's got that, um, kind of that, that instinctual play that you just can't teach. And he's just kind of one of those guys that the ball, you know, he finds a way to make a play. Well, and there, and, is, a, there is another safety coming, by the way, who's going to explain. Oh, yeah, Xavier. Play. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tom, real yeah. fast. Did, did Jack Kerner uh, make it do well enough yesterday to be a either a undrafted free agent who's going to absolutely get picked up or a late-round pick? I would say he is definitely going to be a uh, undrafted free agent. Somebody will snap him up, and from there, it's you know, can he be the Jake Travas story and just find the right spot, the right, the right team? I, he, that, he will, you yeah. know, might well. have might have some cap issues, yep. you know. Yeah, right. Just and I can pay this guy three hundred thousand. <laughs> Bring a bring a guy in on the cheap. Maybe just make a practice squad. Yeah, you know, right. just and hang on the practice squad and and eventually pop back up on the on the real team. I mean, you look at like Geno Stone has had that kind of thing where he's bounced a little bit and yep, the Ravens he and, has. and now he's and he was on practice squads and now you know at the end of last year due to a lot of injuries he was starting for the Ravens. Yep, he lost his spot, came back, and there he was. All right, Tom, you're yep. number 18 in the books, my friend. We certainly appreciate it. Um, uh, we do. Thanks, we will bump into you at uh, Media Day, uh, Football Media Day, in about three months. Or we'll, we'll uh, arrange <laughs> a baseball meeting. Or maybe a baseball meeting. We had to go for a we game. We yeah, tailgate deal. Yeah, eh, right. We'll do that. We'll, we'll, you guys we'll, let me know. Hey, we you appreciate it. it. Tom, thanks so much for all, your, all you do for us. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Yeah, and and by the way, through the whole summer when we're not on, go check that out because he'll have everything you want to know. That's the way to look at it, right? That we'll is. be back. We're going to wrap up the year. Doggone it on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 and 101.3. You ready to go? we got 12 minutes left in the year. You ready? I think Thanks I- to AMPM Plumbing. They do plumbing. They do plumbing. We appreciate their support over the last couple of years. G-Mig's right here. We will be back here next year, uh, and Lord willing, you will want to come down and join us for G-Migs and all the great food and fun we have here. And, of course, uh, Angie Lancaster and Brian Houck, Angie Lancaster, Remax Concepts. Uh, As we said last week, we've not given them quite enough due in terms of their commercials, but we're going to get that going for them next year. And Brian, of course, with Key Mortgage. Appreciate everything they've done. And we got a couple of other sponsors possibly interested for next year, which is a good thing because you and I did this for free this year. I, we, we literally did it for free. We did. We, we did. We, spent, we spend money here at GMIGS. Oh, God. 
right, right, we, the G Big sponsorship is a negative for us. It, it is. It's a negative. We, but I like to come here anyway. It doesn't matter. The food, right, food's right. spectacular. We did, we did this for free this year. It's, it's not our, very often where it happens, but our, I looked at our K one. I know, and it it was free. So anyway, it was fun this year. So we well, we'll, don't we'll tell anybody, it, but we did write off the Hawkeye tickets and the and the uh, Shh, parking. Which, <laughs> by the way, we got to renew. You and I. Are we I renewing? know we got to get right, that right, figured out. Okay. Uh, let's fly through. I, I we didn't give enough due to the women's basketball team. Twenty four and nine, they finish up. They they won ninety eight sixty seven on Friday. They lose this tough one sixty four sixty two on oh, Sunday. They had them. They well, they made the comeback after being down double digits. They Craig had them. Played very, very well. I'm out golfing with our buddies. Right, I've got it on the phone. They're getting mad at me because I'm watching on the phone uh, uh, as it's happening. And they had chances to win the game. At the end of the day, Caitlin Clark had a good day, not a great day. Monica Cezano, Shinano had 27 points. Uh, Iowa couldn't get over the hump to get it done with this great team. And there was definitely a different way that game was officiated. And at some point in time, somebody's going to have to figure out whether Caitlin Clark is allowed to be able to play basketball or is going to be tackled every time she gets the basketball. Well, it it was re- it was bad. I'm going to say I watched this. it later to the point where it was it was sickening. I'm going to say this, and Jim Flannery and I went to, to uh, college together at the same time at Creighton. Played a lot of basketball against him. Uh, he's actually an excellent basketball player. He certainly was in the uh, mid to late '80s, and uh, he's from Guthrie, Guthrie Center, but he's smart. And, you know, essentially he said, look, every time she drives, just keep pushing her away from the basket until they start calling a foul on us. And they never did. And and Creighton just continued that With idea. two hands to push her away. You're right. Oh, right. And, and, and no and, fouls called. And, right. and Caitlin was looking for fouls. She was begging for fouls. And, you know... After you run that play three times and they don't call the foul, don't expect that they're going to get it on the fourth. All right? And, I mean, my gosh, you have, certainly in my mind, the best player in in women's college basketball, drive to the basket and get a a look, and it doesn't go in. I don't want to say it was just one of those days, but it kind of was one of those days. Well, the, the final play where they, they figured out, okay, we're, let's, let's go to Monica then, who is, shoots 78%. And she she'll, turn she'll, around four-footer, four she, and, she, and it rims out. She'll right? make that 19 out of 20 times. Yeah, 78%. Yes, right? Well, and, that's and, 95%. 95% but. <laughs> but she'll make it, but it rimmed out. Right. They got the board. It didn't go in. Uh, and uh, to boot, Creighton uses an Iowa transfer to knock down the three-point play to uh, to beat you, it, it was almost in the cards. Hey, great job out of the Iowa fans to be there and sell that sun uh, that yes. sun gun out twice in a row. Great fan support. It was really, sounded really amazing fun. on it the did. TV. And they're going to have six back next year, and they have the Player of the Year coming from Iowa, Wisconsin, and Illinois. So uh, they're going <laughs> to. Oh, it's Illinois, seriously, all really. his freshmen? Yeah, all his freshmen. I mean, they who's the girls' player of the year? Is she from John, the girl from the Johnston? Girl. No, it's the gal from uh, Cedar Rapids Jefferson, I believe. I think she's. A, maybe I'm wrong. I thought she was the, the gal from Cedar Rapids. Oh, I don't. They I, have. They have. A, they. They're all top. They're all top 100 recruits coming in. They're all going to be. So. Th- you know, so there's a Wisconsin uh, or the gal from Nebraska is the uh, is the all time record holder in three pointers. That's what they. Just what they need. Somebody who can shoot three. So, uh, the gal from Algona. 
who I think is a junior, sophomore or junior, um, in Cancun, I am sitting at the poolside, of course, with Iowa people, and they're from Algona, and, and forgive me, I do not know her name, but she is absolutely all in the top player in the state, yeah. I think, returning. Um, very, She's a post player. Jan Jensen and Lisa Bluter show up with the Big Ten Championship trophy at her house on Monday after winning it on Sunday. There you go. Yeah. There's no rest for the weary yeah, no. when they, it comes to they know college do- sports. They, they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. So um, moving on, because they're going to get everybody back. It's going to be fun next year. It's sad to not have them part of this. Wrestling. Wrestlers, uh, one finalist, at least for the 32nd straight year, they did get the one finalist in Jacob Warner. He lost 3-2 to two to Topsy to Max Dean. Another one of those deals where it was kind of tough down towards the end. I'm tired of watching Penn State run their guys away from our, our wrestlers until uh, the very end and then somehow tackle them at the very end. The, the Sandals loss really got me upset. Five All-Americans, though. DeSando, Ironman, Young, Marinelli, Kemmerer, they go out that way. They end up third overall. It's not what they expected. But you didn't get the points from Spencer Lee, which you expected. You're going to get Spencer Lee back next year. You're going to have Jacob Warner, who just went in the finals back. Max Mirren will be back. You're going to have Abe Assad, Drake Ayala. Um, Nelson Brands. Ayala better gain some weight because he ain't going to wrestle at 25. (laughs) And and Tony Cassiope will be back next year. And they're going to mix some guys in. They'll be back with a vengeance. We'll see how this goes. They absolutely got killed by injuries, uh, obviously, uh, throughout the the season and certainly during the tournament. Well, that's interesting. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) I was going for one of those Miller Lights, not another... No, the whiskey. Oh, well. Whiskey Wednesday. Yeah, no, it, it's good. It, they will be back. There, gonna be, there was a great comment, though, by uh, Rivera. I think he's uh, Arizona State or NC State, one of those two. And he made an interesting point. He goes, wrestling is a young man's sport. And all of us guys who have been here for six, seven years, they all they all started they, they to break. T- they, they broke down. You're they started, right. Started to break down. And even Spencer, I mean, look at the fact that, you know, he tried to go without ACLs. Apparently you need them. And, and it's a young man sport. And, you know, God bless those guys for <laughs> everything they gave to the Hawkeye Pro- program and Kimmerer and uh, Marinelli. Marinelli, you know, Man. who's married to one of the brand's daughters. Yeah. Um, those guys are going to be around the wrestling room, I think, for a bit. Uh, just doing whatever it is that they can do. And so, at any rate, I mean, it wasn't what the, certainly wasn't what the team had hoped for. But you have to understand that eventually you have to turn the page. It, it, and Even Johnny Unitas got yes, old. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll be interesting next year because there will be no question as to who's going to be wrestling. In some of these spots, and they're going. And they, by the way, they 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 had the top recruiting class again. So Cassiope could has to be the most happy wrestler in all of NCAA because Gable Stevenson. Gable is Stevenson is, is decided done. to go to the WWE baseball team this week. Um, uh, split with uh, number twelve Texas Tech. That's why I mentioned. this I thought overall. it was one and two. Uh, they did not play on Thursday because it was too cold. So they did get a oh. game against St. Thomas on Monday, but getting a win six three on uh, Sunday was nice. 
Um, Texas Tech's really good. They're, I think, 18, 18 and 3, the number 12 right now. Uh, 17 Ks that day. Tyler uh, uh, Langenberg and Dylan Nedved. Dylan Nedved, by the way, is the guy who shut everybody down when I watched him play Texas A&M. He, to me, is the unsung hero of this pitching staff right now, and they're, they're not sure what to do with him. He comes in. He's a, he's a second, third-inning reliever, right? And he he's nails, right? So they, they, they're they going to have to figure some things out. They've got uh, uh, Grandview was canceled today. Central Michigan this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Illinois State next week, and then they're into the Big Tens. And right now they're not very good. The problem is is they, they, they walk too many people and they boot the round, ball around a little bit, which is a little bit weird for an Iowa baseball team. Uh, we'll see what Hellerball does. Not, not exactly Hellerball right yet. But doesn't he somehow find a way to make it happen right in the well, middle of this year? Well, they, they need their second baseman back. Well, they need Isaiah Fillard to be playing full-time. That's what I'm talking right. about. Absolutely. That it certainly helps because he's going to hit bombs. He can field the ball. And he's another. He's a, he's a guy in the middle of that lineup that they've got to deal with. They can't pass by the kid from Johnston, which is what they try to do right now half the time, right? So, exactly. Um, it, it, we'll see how it goes. Baseball is the sport that we regret that we don't get to talk a, lot, a little bit more about. But right. uh, anyway, they're ten and eight right now. Let's see how they finish out the year. We'll see where how it goes. All right, my friend. Where are we? We got no last call. Yeah. Right? Well, Chuck. Chuck Reed's here. Appreciate you filling in the last couple of weeks. It's uh, always good to have a trained professional on the on the. I know, on the other not, side of the headset. We're not sure what's going to happen down in Cancun from time to time, right? Right. So uh, that was that was very helpful. Um, thank our sponsors again. Well, AMBM Plumbing. Thank you, Jesus. How much time have we? Did? So eighteen years. It's a lot. Eighteen years we've been doing this. We we could have we have a child that is ready to go to college in this. Five hundred shows. Oh, we're past that. We did the five five hundred. Well, we're well past that, right? That's a, that's a still a lot. Um, I will say this: this was, even though at times disappointing. Let's face it: this is this has been one remarkable Hawkeye Huddle year, from the time the football team was rated number two in the country. To the basketball team winning 26 games, winning the Big Ten Championship. The football team going to the Big Ten Championship. The ladies. Yeah, it was a good year. It was a great year. And uh, thanks to Jacob Beals back uh, in the studio for taking care of us this whole time. He's turning the music up so loud I can't do it. But for Dave Creighton Jr., Tom Kakert, I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next fall right here on 1700 The Champ for the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ and 101.3 The Champ.